0: Okay, we're rolling. Welcome to the Music Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths, and on this episode, I'm joined by Australian Music Royalty, Mr. Murray Cook. G'day, Neil. How are you, sir?
1: I'm very well, thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, we're again in Studios 301 in the upstairs VIP room. You've got the fancy chair. Oh, I know, yes, I'm very I comfortable. On, I'm on a very standard office chair. I feel quite low down, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <in the laughs> well, um, it's it's great to have you here. It's great to meet you. Oh, cheers. Um, we, uh, you're, of course, here to promote the Soul, the soul Movie's new album, Bonafide, yeah. which is out today. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, this is pretty interesting because you guys actually recorded this album in several US studios. Yeah, yeah, we um, we did most
1: of it in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and uh, Memphis, Tennessee. We um, recorded in some pretty iconic studios. Mm. Um, in Muscle Shoals, there's uh, fame, fame Studios and Muscle Shoals Sound um, that have amazing history in soul and rock. And uh, then we did uh, a, one a, a session in um, Royal Studios in Memphis, which is where Al Green recorded all his amazing um, 70s albums. Mm. And uh, for a lot of people, the big one is Sun Studios because Elvis Presley was... Uh, yeah. he, uh, discovered. Yeah. Now,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, the, one of Elvis's drummers, you guys had a little chat with him and he kind of said, oh, you're thinking about recording here and at that time you hadn't at all.
1: Yeah, we we were at um, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas a few years ago, oh, a couple of years ago now. And uh, when, when that finished, we just went on a little road trip as tourists and uh, visited Muscle Shoals Sound uh, um, in Muscle Shoals. And um, yeah, and this guy, Gene Chrisman, came out of the studio and we started talking to him. Well, Lizzie, uh, the singer from that band started talking to him, and um, uh, it turned out he, was, he played on um, Kentucky Rain and Suspicious Minds, and all these huge Elvis hits in the late '60s. And he also played in, on, on Dusty and Dusty and Memphis by Dusty Springfield, and yeah, you know, just amazing stuff. But he's just—he was just a. Seventy-something uh, mm. old guy with a baseball cap, and uh, but he had grandchildren, so he'd, he'd heard of the, he knew the Wiggles, and so he came over and said hello to me, and we were chatting, and he said, "I'll come into the studio and and uh, have a look around," and and uh, uh, he was recording with Dan Auerbach from the. The Black Keys he was recording his solo album at the time, and and uh, and there were a bunch of other old older musicians in there, and some of them were members of the Swampers, who, who if anyone's seen the Muscle Shoals documentary, with uh, these amazing session musicians. Uh, so we got to meet all these people. It was all pretty exciting. And Dan Albach said to us, "Um, so are you thinking of coming here to record?" And uh, we, Lizzie and I, kind of looked at each other and went. Well, we kind of weren't, but yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and so we started planning it, and uh, initially we thought we'd just go to Muscle Shoals Sound and, and record there, but uh, it just kind of kept growing.
0: So, how long did you record in the studio? How long were you there for? Um, it was only a couple of
1: weeks. We did okay. um, we did a couple of days at Fame. Fame is the original studio in in um, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Uh, Muscle Shoals is kind of an area in in north. Um, Alabama there's three different three towns but they're all kind of joined together mm. so it's Florence and Sheffield and Muscle Shoals and they call it the Muscle Shoals area um, and it's it's basically just a country town it's like Wagga or somewhere like that it's about that size but there's I think there's seven sort of world-class studios in this one yeah. little town and so many musicians it's just a big music town you go to the um uh yeah you, know, you go to the fried chicken joint down the road Champy's Chicken and there's a band playing there and they're like <laughs> Astonishingly good, yeah, and uh, so it's just a great town. A lot of people moved there in the in the sixties and seventies because it got this reputation, mm. and, um, fame. Fame was run by a guy called Rick Hall and uh, he, he started off, his big, first big break was um, he recorded this song called You Better Move On by Arthur Alexander and uh, later recorded by the Rolling Stones and um, and then he, he had Aretha Franklin in there. She recorded her first number one hit. Sure. Um, and uh, Wilson Pickett, all these great people. And the band that played there, the house band, um, Everyone thought we were black by the sound of them, but they were all these white guys, and wow. they look like they worked in a like a furniture shop yeah. or something. <laughs> they're, they're just like really daggy looking guys. Yeah, um, but they they were just really funky, great players, and and, uh, and eventually they moved on and they set up their own studio, which is Muscle Shoals Sound, and that they they played on a lot of records there too. But they had the Rolling Stones came in and did uh, Brown Sugar and um, mm. uh, uh, Wild Horses from Sticky Fingers, and then all these people: Rod Stewart, Bob Seger. Um, uh, all these amazing artists, uh, Paul Simon, recorded like big hit albums mm. there. So it became known as a real music area. So it was pretty thrilling for us to go in. And we, we re- actually recorded our three of our songs with two of the Swampers mm. um, playing on it. So it was... For a music nerd like me, or yeah, yeah, someone
0: who I'm not a musician at all. Mm. So, like, especially, when, you know, we talk about 301 even. I'll come here and they'll be like, oh, you know, this guy was here. Like, mm. uh, Kanye West has been here. Mm. Uh, Elton John has been here. Mm. And that blows my mind. And a lot of the engineers are like, it's not that big of a deal. Do, do you kind of get that feeling? Like, when you mentioned those names, Rolling Stones and, and Elvis and Aretha Franklin, yeah, have oh been no, in no, these look, rooms. That, that place, How do you not freak out yeah, about it? Yeah,
1: you do a bit. And, and you kind of had, we had to be careful not to be too overwhelmed. For yeah. a little while, when you first go in there, you just think, oh, there's all these photos of these people. Working in the yeah. studio and and uh, and the studios haven't changed. Uh, you know, the, uh, well, Muscle Shoal Sound has because it stopped being a studio for a while mm. and they closed down. But it's since um, recently reopened and they've taken like um, put it back to how it was. So that's that's pretty thrilling. I mean, I've seen seen footage of the Stones recording there and you know, it, uh, it's it's uh, yeah, that's pretty thrilling. So, but you know, after after a little while, um, you kind of settle down into the song, playing the song, and, and you're just thinking about what you're doing. You're, you're, mm. You know. That, that feeling goes, yeah. but you know, looking over and seeing Spooner Alderman and David Hood, who are these two amazing musicians who have played on like a million hits, uh, <laughs> playing your song, it's yeah. a bit, you kind of pinch me moment really. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we'll,
0: we'll talk about Soul Movies a bit more in a, mm. in a second, but I have to ask because uh, the latest video you guys did uh, is a little cameo from DZ Rose. this bromance that you <laughs> have built up with DZ in the last, what, two years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where has this come from? It, it came from them
1: initially it was some um, it was actually the guy uh, Gus Mormon who uh, who' uh, directed the video for like people approached me and he saw this song as, as a really positive song so he wanted like some sort of positive presence in there mm. and uh, uh so he thought of of me and and uh, uh I, I just had so so much fun with it and and the guy it look, looks like it, yeah. it was it was great but it was it was really hard work because I'm in- nearly every I'm in mean every shot just about mm. and uh so you know I did like ten hours work on the day <laughs> and and uh the the boys just did uh you know came in for about an hour <laughs> yeah, well, Are it. you sure
0: yeah, so how did it work on this video of the soul moves? yeah
1: they? they well the other way around, I oh, know they still didn't do much, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just contacted them because i've i've had a you know I did splendor with them mm. um and uh so I just got in touch and said hey guys we we actually filmed it at the same in The same venue, it's, it's oh, wow. Balmain Town Hall, so, yeah, it's, okay, this, yeah, so yeah. it's the same place. And uh, so he said, uh, Hey guys, can you can you come down and be in Avenue, they, they were really up for it, yeah. They were good sports, and they, they kind of reprised what they did. In so their Is, own is venue. that
0: how it worked at Splendor as well? Was it just a simple they just reached out and said, Do you want yeah, to come?
1: Yeah, yeah, they we'd um, I you know, whenever they're, they're in Sydney, I'd go and see them play, mm. and uh, once, t- yeah, one time I uh, I uh, uh, invaded the stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't know I was coming on. I just came on and sang some backing vocals. Um, so yeah, they they said, "Oh yeah, come and do Splendor." And we actually got together and, and rehearsed it because mm. we did uh, we did like people, and uh, which is pretty, actually a pretty complicated song. But um, mm. uh, that was great fun. And then. Uh, also did uh, Highway to Hell by ACDC. Yeah. And that was great. And, uh, and they were uh, yeah getting me to shred on a couple
0: of yeah. things. Yeah. I think <laughs> everyone just has this assumption, like, you must be, like, their uncle or something yeah. because <laughs> you guys do so much together. Yeah,
1: it's funny. It's, it's funny on Insta- on Instagram, quite often on their posts, people are saying, where's Murray? <laughs> it's, there was a picture of that. They had, a, like, a, a people mover and, and it had a trailer on the back and yeah. someone wrote, it's the trailer for Murray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's good fun. It's yeah. good fun.
0: It's, um, yeah. Your story in particular is obviously very interesting because – um, you know, obviously the Wiggles were a thing, yeah. But you were a Sydney-based rock band, right? Bang Shang Lang.
1: Yeah, that was, that was actually while The Wiggles was happening, um, I used to play when mm. I had time off. Um, but in the 80s I had a, a couple of bands, actually with one of the guys from Bang Lang. Mm. I had a band that started in the late 70s called The Transistors and that was a really fertile time for music in, in Sydney and, and in Australia in general because nearly every pub had bands. Mm. And you know, some of the bigger bands who were, or who were just coming up, like The Angels and Cold Chisel and Midnight Oil, they they played seven nights a week. Um, wow. Sometimes, you know, nine gigs a week, that sort of thing and So for, even for little bands there was lots of opportunities to play Which was great because we were just kind of starting out We weren't that great But um, but we had lots of opportunities to play And then we, that finished And then we started another band called Finger Guns And we recorded an independent single And then a cu- couple of singles for a major mm. label And, and um, it you know, it didn't do that well But but we played a lot and, and um, you yeah, know, really sort of built up our chops
0: Because, mm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong The, the assumption... Probably, whether rightly or wrongly, is that when you become a, a kid's entertainer, that's kind of the dream. But for you, you were a rock guitarist. And I know you famously said that your dream was the, the idea of, of a kid watching that and wanting to pick up the guitar.
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, and that kind of happened really. I, I've met lots of hmm. y- young people now who said they they were into the wiggles when they were little and, and, um, uh, and that was their kind of introduction to music and I've met quite a few who say that was why they started playing guitar because they saw me playing it. Mm. So, you know, that's, that kind of stuff's really really pretty rewarding. Mm. Yeah.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong because this has been a, a crazy rumour that I've heard so many times. I grew up in Kellyville, fun yeah. fact about me. Yeah. Did Anthony live in Kellyville and was the big red car in his front yard? It
1: probably was at one stage. Um,
0: it his, was covered by a big blue tarp, yeah. and we saw the colourful wheel and I thought, no, nah, that's yeah,
1: not I real. think he lived there for a while, but he, he um, his mother had a, a property, his parents had a property yeah. there and, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the big red car was there for a while.
0: I just, I just assumed it was just like a prop.
1: No, it goes. There were <laughs> a couple <laughs> of them. We, we had one built for, for the, a movie that we did in the yeah. late uh, 90s and uh, it was... Built on a Volkswagen chassis, so mm-hmm. it was actually petrol driven, and, yeah. and you could drive it around. It was a bit unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in the movie actually where where we we sort of go around in a circle and then drive off, and the <laughs> accelerator got stuck, and we drove off at like high speed. And it's the the soundtrack was replaced with music, but you can hear us going. <laughs> freaking out. So what,
0: what what happens now? I mean, obviously you've moved on, but mm, that mm. that the Wiggles are, are you know the four of you. It's your baby.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of still is really. Um, Greg moved on earlier because some um, ill health, and of um, but Anthony Jeff and I are still um, very involved in behind the scenes. Anthony, of course, is still in the in the, mm. the touring band, um, but um, yeah, so I still see those the guys a lot, and I have a lot to do with yeah. r- running the business, um, mm-hmm. not day to day, but but yeah. Um, yeah, so it's still our business.
0: And then I guess once you kind of left the Wiggles, it, you kind of reconnected with your rock roots. I mean, you joined Soul Movers in 2015, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it was about then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was kind of, for a little while, I was a little bit lost. I didn't know what I, what I was doing. And uh, I, I was playing with a few different bands, cover bands and, and, and another singer-songwriter called John Kennedy, who I still play with. Mm. and um, uh, But the Soul Movers, once I started doing that, that became my main thing. And mainly because um, Lizzie and I write most of the songs. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the junior partner mm. <laughs> in that. She's pretty amazing. Um, but it just gave me a real creative outlet, and I, I just, you know, I was a little bit lost after the Wiggles. But this kind of gave me a focus again, mm. and, and it's just, it's just great fun. We're, we're um, you know, we'd like it to do well, but um, mostly our idea of doing well is, you know, selling enough records to keep keep recording yeah. and and to keep playing and maybe do some more festivals and yeah. stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you touched on it earlier. You know, the '70s and '80s scene. I'm 28 years old, mm. so you telling me bands like Minotaur and ACDC they're p- performing seven nights a week—that's mm. crazy to me in Sydney right now because of what's going on. Yeah. You did a, a really great speech at a rally a couple mm. of weeks ago in Sydney. Yeah, yeah um, don't kill live music. Rally, yeah, yeah, tell me your thoughts on on what the hell is happening in Sydney right oh, now. I don't think anyone really knows. Yeah. It's um,
1: it's it's just crazy. You know the. the this the government have just um, had a knee-jerk reaction I think they they need to be seen to be done doing something mm. about um, some deaths at festivals and, and you know like they definitely need to be doing something but I don't don't think this is it you don't go you know some people died at something so let's shut them all down which mm. is um, kind of what they've they done and the worst thing is they didn't really confer, um, confer with the, the industry they didn't talk to anyone who ran festivals to say well how can we make it safe or what can we do you know to get ideas you, you don't change the law without asking the people who are at the coalface, um, you know, how it all works. Mm. They don't know how it works. And so they brought out some guidelines that were just ludicrous that, you know, I, I saw one thing that said, you know, the outdoor opera would would come under this, you know, that, that they would, and it would be deemed unsafe. Mm. Um, and then they, and then after the rally they then went, oh, okay, well, we just decided these festivals and, and put out a list of festivals yeah. that were unsafe. And, I, you know, one of them is Laneway, which is, you know, pretty safe. There was another one, I, th- I don't know which one it was, but another one that hasn't even been on yet. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it's
0: up, down. So yeah. that's like a, a, another version of this, that, right, which is right. also on the list. So yeah, I think they just thought, yeah. oh, the, the owners are on that festival too. That's, yeah. that's on there. And,
1: and one of the other festivals I know was um, was praised by the police for mm. running a great, safe festival. So, mm. you know, I, I just don't think enough thought's gone into it. And I think they're, they're panicking a bit because the election's coming up. And, and um, yeah, I just, I, I think... Uh, you know this on top of the lockout laws, which has had some it has damaged um, the industry a bit too. I just think um, it's it's just not well thought out. It's not yeah. planned.
0: Well, say like even a venue like Selena's, which kind of reopened a couple of mm. years ago, that in my opinion hasn't really been utilized as well as it should be. That's a great venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I used to
1: see lot, I saw lots of things that I played yeah. at Selena's in the eighties. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. What.
0: Like again, like we know that what the government's stance is on festivals, they Mm -hmm. seem to think that drug deaths are just festival related, but Mm -hmm. it it goes deeper than that. It does, yeah. Sydney venues are suffering. Yeah, the
1: licensing laws are, you know, are problematic too. I think for music, Mm. and my my experience is that when people go to see a band, they they're not violent usually. They you know they've got a focus. They're not just you know downing drinks for the sake of it. They they're there to to maybe dance or to have fun, and you know, the. I think there's other ways of approaching these things. I just don't think they're thought laterally enough and I think some of it comes back to the fact that a lot of people in the government probably never been to a gig. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They, don't,
0: they don't seem to care. I think that's the thing. Yeah, right. yeah. They well, that's the other phased.
1: thing. That's the other thing. This is like a huge business and it's not just, you know, say with festivals, it's not just musicians or roadies and all the people involved in the festival itself. It's the communities around them. You know, think of like some you know, a big festival like Blues Fest. I mean, the number of people that come into Byron for that and the other festivals up there too, you know, Splendour and, um, and there's, you know, the busing companies who mm. bus people out there, uh, all, all the um, accommodation, just the amount of money it generates. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, for a government that's supposed to be pro-business, I, I just uh, think mm. they haven't really thought this one through.
0: Do you think, like say if bands like your Midnight Oils and your ACDCs and your in excesses were coming out tomorrow, is there any chance that they could become who they did become, I guess?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's pretty hard. I mean, of course, of course there's great bands now. I see lots of them, you know, like, like the DZs and June Rats and um, DMAs and all, you know, at, at the festivals you see all these great bands and um, I think it's harder and I also think they don't get as much chance to really hone their craft playing live. Um, you know, all these like, cultures were playing for five years before they got a record deal you mm. know every night and so by the time they they really became well known they were so good and same same with the oils and and the angels and those bands and um so I think it's it is a lot harder I, I saw um, Paul Christie who played bass in mondo rock put something on Facebook one day and it was just a list of gigs for, for a particular week and um, someone wrote and said wow that was a busy week and he said, no, that was every week yeah, <laughs> so, wow. so um yeah I think it, but I think it is – I think people's um, – younger people uh, experience music in different, a different way now, live music. I think festivals are much bigger. There, there weren't so many festivals around in those days and mm. I think that's the, the way a lot of people see, see music. They go, you know, to a few festivals a year and just see lots and lots of bands.
0: Do you think there is any upside to maybe sh- like cutting down the festivals that we're having? Um
1: well, the only sometimes if you make um, if if you change things like that, that, that something else will spring up. Mm. I, I know people are very resourceful and they they want to experience all sorts of culture. And, and uh, um, you know, if if there aren't as many festivals, they'll find some some other way to see yeah. bands. So yeah.
0: tell me about the tour life. Like again, going back to when you tell me the bands would tour six seven nights a week, or they're performing. Would it be the same venues, or would it just be no, no, city? Di-
1: yeah, different. So. If, if you were touring, if you were from Melbourne and you came to Sydney, you'd, you'd play like seven seven nights in different venues. But there were heaps of venues. There were, you know, all the sub- suburban pubs. There were the big suburban pubs like Sylvania Hotel, Carrying Bar Inn, and um, Cutter at Blacktown, Family Inn at Rydalmere, um, and. Um, I don't even know these places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, they was huge. Like the, the Cure played, the Family in it, Ritala right, right on their first tour of Australia. Wow. Um, you know, I, I've, I saw Simple Minds at the Sylvania Hotel. Um, you know, yeah. it, it was known. Bands from England who were like up and coming bands would come here to do the pub circuit because it was it was lucrative and well known.
0: Yeah. Was the tour life for Wiggles a bit less drastic? I imagine you guys aren't doing six nights a week.
1: Oh no, we would. T- <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, we were probably toured more than most bands because oh, we wow. were, do- I and mean, we were doing three, three or sometimes four shows a day. Yeah, right. Um, we did uh, in the first few years. we were going. We did five hundred shows a year. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty wild. What
0: was what was the average runtime for a Wiggles show?
1: Well, in those days, it was a little bit less. It was probably 45, 50 yeah. minutes, but then it grew to about an hour and 15. So, wow. pretty much a normal yeah. kind of rock and roll set. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, yeah it's we, it's we to way. me, that's crazy. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, well, that's just what we did. <laughs> Whereas you know. like
0: now, it's like when bands tour, it's like, you know, they'll play in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. If it sells out, they'll do a second show. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Same yeah. venue, same place. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but Soul Movers are actually, good segue, Neil. They're actually going to be heading on tour in support of this album.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we, we um, we've already done Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the Sydney launch is uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. What's today? Friday. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's Saturday. So yep. the Sydney launch at at um, Django at, at at the Camelot Lounge and uh, uh, that that should be great. Um, and then Uh, At the end of the month, we go down to Melbourne. We do the Evelyn in Melbourne, and then a bit later in uh, in, uh, April, we're doing the Boogie Fest, which is a great little festival down in Victoria.
0: Yep. Because of your connection with those US studios, is there any chance you guys will take it there? And considering how much, how much they love music, (laughs) especially in those areas where you did record.
1: Yeah. Look, we'd like to. We're we're actually probably thinking a bit more about Europe at the moment because it's a little bit like you know taking coles to newcastle mm. you're know, t- taking american music back to them but you know lots of other bands have done it so yeah yeah i think i think for the rest of this year, we'll just concentrate on australia and we've we'll yep. still got a lot of work to do here
0: so is that kind of 2019 for you just touring with soul movers yeah i think so yeah okay. yeah
1: we we um we love it we love playing live and, and um you know we've got a really strong lineup now that that um that works really well live and um uh we've just got new management recently and and uh they're keen to get us out there yeah. working.
0: Can we expect to see you at Splendour? Uh, I don't know. Lo- I mean, we don't right. even know the light up yet. No, no, I haven't.
1: Uh, I'll see if someone makes me an offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you right. never know. Maybe the Soul Movers might do Splendour. Yeah. Like, maybe.
0: Yeah. Hey, Blues Fest? Not this year, but we're, we're yeah. hoping for next year. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Murray, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, it's pleasure. great to meet you. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, good Cheers. luck with the tour, and uh, yeah, we'll talk very soon. Thanks, Neil. Thanks.